Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Sankarshan Joshi trip. This is a solo episode. If you don't know what that is, this is a part of the podcast where I ask a question on my Instagram poll and I share the responses in the episode. So the question for today's episode is the hardest thing you had to overcome in life, and uh, I have received pretty amazing responses. So. I cannot wait to share the responses with you guys so stay until the end hope you guys have fun A Sankarshan Joshi trip So before we get into the episode I just want to share something with you guys so yesterday i posted a story on my instagram where i put nail paint to my little pinky finger and i was thinking about like what to write about it and i told my sister that you know what like i'm going to put this as my story uh, a pic of the nail paint on my pinky finger and i said i'm going to write that like breaking gender norms and my sister just looked at me and she said why does everybody in our generation wants to break something like either they want to break some stereotypes or they want to break some norms so i don't understand why people are trying to do all of this and uh, i actually kept thinking about what she said and uh, you know what that's so true like uh, basically we all are trying to uh find something uh like let's say gender inequality or let's say racism or, or or anything right those are actual problems but in the name of the actual problems we are trying to create a facade for ourselves to make ourselves feel better so basically we all are trying to create a narrative that will make ourselves feel good so now let's say you post yes fuck black lives matter i mean for sure black lives matter but when you put that on social media it kind of tends to make you feel better about yourself that you feel that you are on the right side let's say with the gender inequality or let's say with the gender dysphoria or like whatever is happening right now like there's some infinite genders right now and supporting that will make you feel better on social media like not just creating the thought for yourself you putting a opinion out there will make you feel better about yourself and uh, in the pursuit of this in the pursuit of making ourselves feel better the core issue is getting lost here there are uh, actual people who are suffering from racism from gender inequality and all of that and uh, so there are like certain popular and unpopular opinions on social media which which are like parts of the actual problem not the entire problem so when a majority of people are supporting one narrative you always tend to like go and seek and fall in that category which is accepted by most people so this is the origin of cancel culture right so basically if as majority of the people on social media 
support one narrative and there comes another person who has a different opinion on that topic which not a majority of the people agree with so they tend to cancel this guy who has an opposite opinion so i feel that here it becomes more of acceptance than the actual problem let's say uh with this with this entire gender uh uh like there are so many genders right now right like there is like right now even uh trans uh men are able to compete with women so basically biologically men have different abilities because they have testosterone right like the bone structure is different and uh, like their ability to do certain tasks is different and women their biology is different their bone structures are different and their ability to do physical tasks is different so so basically yeah like the point i'm trying to make here is let's say that's a situation and yeah like that's uh, a certain act that has been passed let's say and there are certain people who support this in the name of gender equality and there are certain people who differ with that opinion who feel that men and women can never be same like men have a physical advantage so a guy who has been running with testosterone for majority of his life and then decides to transform into a woman and so that person has a physical advantage so that's another opinion so some people support this and some people doesn't support this so on social media people who tend to support this feel better about following that narrative because a lot of people support that and lot of people would appreciate you for having that opinion and if you differ from that opinion you get cancelled you get straight up cancelled so a lot like a lot of people are being banned from twitter a lot of people are being like boycotted in the like hollywood industry and uh, so yeah like this is the crux of the uh, like the cancel culture the origin of cancel culture we can have two different opinions and we can respect each other's opinions just because someone has a different opinion than yours that doesn't mean that you can just like cancel that person so basically what these people are doing is they're they're hanging out with people with the same opinion to to justify already created opinion so yeah then when will you grow if you don't associate yourself with people who differ from you like let's say i have a narrative and i associate myself with people who support that narrative then why like when will i learn the other side of it so there is no growth to it right it's just bunch of people supporting the same narrative that you have already been supporting so yeah and also like i kept question like like asked the same question to myself so when i put this nail paint on my pinky finger and i was and i clicked a picture because i yeah because this is the most like randomest thing i've ever done and i put it as a story and so basically uh i wanted to write a caption i i wanted to write saying breaking gender norms and then when my sister told this after like 
all the thoughts that I shared with you guys right now, I actually sat with myself and said all of this to myself yesterday. And then I asked myself, why did I want to put that story? Uh, probably because I wanted to feel like I am woke. Like this is, yeah, I wanted to feel that I am woke by putting this. And uh, so then I felt that I am falling in the same trap uh, which I have been condemning for a really long time. And I was like, holy smokes, like I didn't even realize this, that I was a part of this trap until I see, until my sister pointed this out. So like coming back to the today's episode, right? The hardest things uh, people ever had to overcome. I feel that we as a generation, this fake wokeness that we are trying to create on social media, it will be the hardest thing that we had to overcome. So basically, we all have become so sensitive to opposite opinions and we have all become so uh, like so sensitive that we deny existence of other opinions. And uh, so like we don't want to learn. We just want to stick by our opinions and we surround ourselves with people with the same opinion. So yeah, we are not learning and we are not growing. And this is the hurdle for our generation and uh, I am learning to uh, like like with this whole social media right it is so uh, hard to actually get out of that like without actually caring if you get cancelled or not or uh, sometimes I am like I'm scared to put opinions out there because I know that's not a popular opinion and I am scared that I might be misunderstood. So with this fear, right, I might tend to post things that are much more socially acceptable, which a lot of people would support that opinion. And uh, I was falling into that trap until my sister pointed that thing out to me. And uh, so, yeah, like as a generation, this will be our problem. This is happening in the West right now. Like in America, this is like this, this entire thing will wa will be the downfall of America. Like Americans will bring America down for sure. And uh, I hope that like in India, we don't fall uh, for the same, like we don't take the same path that the West took. So yeah, so basically, uh, that's the reason why I always uh, like talk to people. So like whenever I bring guests on the podcast, right? So this is a solo episode and I also have guests on the podcast and I am always fascinated to talk to people who I differ with because that's like when I challenge my own opinion is when I can learn the other perspective and probably change my opinions. Opinions are meant to be changed, right? Like so whatever I am talking in the podcast right now, like probably a few months down the line, my opinion might change and it will definitely will and it should. That's the sign of progress. I cannot marry to a single opinion and I cannot live in that opinion forever, right? And uh, so as you experience life, you learn a lot of new things and you uh, you leave certain opinions behind. You, you embed new opinions, new perspectives. So, yeah, so... I just wanted to put this out there, mentioning the hardest thing that we all will have to overcome.
not be sensitive to opinions uh i am sensitive to like sometimes when i look at news i cannot uh look at violence so there are so many rape cases that are happening and every day some or the other like gang rape violence recently a girl was like gang raped and she was violently killed like her breasts were cut off with knife and she had like some 50 stab wounds on her body this is so gross i'm sorry if you are getting triggered right now by this so when i read this i got triggered and um, in one of a solo episode i mentioned that i tend to stay away from news because i know it's going to trigger me and uh, recently i've been trying to challenge myself i've been trying to look at things that trigger me so just because it trigger me uh, it it triggers me i was avoiding it for a long time and uh, when you tend to avoid something right you tend to live in a denial world where you feel everything is rainbows and unicorns like you're not addressing the problem so just because i deny it just because i feel that that doesn't exist that doesn't mean it doesn't exist like it's happening it's happening in the world and it's high time that i acknowledge what's happening and then fucking deal with it so yeah so now let's get into what people have answered so let me repeat uh, the question again so do the question that i put on my instagram poll was the hardest thing you had to overcome and uh, here are the responses the first is from sharon mary underscore living with narrow minded people hmm in my previous solo episode i talked about my college life and how my friend circle evolved over the like over the course of time in my college and uh, so i'm not going to repeat I- i'll try not to repeat whatever i said but yeah like it's it's exactly what i said initially like you have to associate yourself with people who support progress right like who who will be a catalyst to your progress so yeah when you are surrounded with narrow minded people they tend to put caps on what you can do so basically if you're ambitious let's say you want to do something big uh though those people who have doubts who like who think that like few things are possible or impossible their opinions might demotivate you even though you don't know it it subconsciously sits there and uh, so yeah that's why who you surround yourself with so important and uh, i do believe that like getting over this would be the hardest thing like hardest thing and uh, sharon mary says this like living with narrow minded people and overcoming that was the hardest thing that she ever had to do so yes if you guys want to know more of my opinion on this topic you can check my uh, my previous solo episode so yeah i just want to i i don't want to repeat whatever i said even though i'm i'm very much tempted to uh but anyways you guys can check it out yoshita underscore krishna responds death of a loved one hmm, man this is hard to overcome death of your loved one is like it's one of the most hardest thing that you can ever overcome so uh when i finished my school uh i lost my grandfather 
and uh, like one year prior to that i lost my puppy i lost my dog and uh, losing someone is so weird in terms of death so wait let me tell you guys like what happened with me uh, when my grandfather expired he didn't he didn't die overnight so basically his health was deteriorating and he was admitted in an hospital and uh, he was on a ventilator for uh, for a couple of hours couple, like for a couple of days like one or two days and then he expired so basically i felt more pain while he was suffering in the hospital so i i was crying a lot i was feeling a lot of pain when he was alive and when he was in his final days and as soon as he died right like like i felt this very weird feeling i like i wasn't feeling the pain anymore i like, like it felt almost like liberated i felt that he is free from pain and that kind of didn't make me feel bad like i stopped crying as much like i like i cried the most when he was in the hospital like i I'm, i was very very close to my grandfather like he's been there with me from when i was an infant so i grew, we, we both were in the same house like we grew up like i grew up with him and uh, i am very much connected to him so yeah like his death like impacted me a lot during that progress like during that process and uh, so yeah like after he died in a very weird way i felt that you know like living is hard like death is like it's easy life becomes easy like living is hard because you don't have to face obstacles anymore like once you die right and uh, uh in a very weird sense spiritually i felt that he is no more bounded to the materialistic world and uh, yeah i felt that he broke the shackles of the materialistic life and he is free like that that like that's exactly what i felt i wasn't able to articulate this feeling few years back and now when i look back in hindsight this is exactly what i felt and uh, so yeah i uh, i actually like messaged yoshita uh, like dot krishna uh, asking how she was feeling right now and she said that this death happened long back and right now she is she is doing good and so yeah <laughs> i am i am glad she overcame that and uh, so yes let's move on to the next uh, answer underscore november underscore whiskey underscore response being okay with being me hmm yeah being okay with being okay with yourself yeah being okay with being me was the hardest thing for november underscore whiskey underscore to overcome and uh, in a very weird sense i was connected to this answer because uh, uh we are who we are right and we are not pro- perfect we are flawed human beings are flawed except 1% of the people who live in himalayas and are sages except them like everybody is flawed and uh, so we do mistakes and it's hard to not define ourselves from the mistakes that we make so basically uh just 
accepting the mistakes that we did like just acknowledging that yes i did those mistakes yes i am learning yes i am progressing yes i am growing uh, and just being okay with all our flaws and just being okay with all our insecurities uh, and accepting who we are uh, yeah that's really hard to like yeah accepting ourselves and overcoming it just because i'm accepting myself just because i'm acknowledging my flaws that doesn't mean i don't have to work on my flaws so let's say uh i have a flaw like let me just throw in a random example like this is very very random example let's say that i am afraid of being alone uh so whenever i have a certain conflict with my friend i feel that they were going to leave me so what i'm going to do is i'm going to be very clingy and in a very weird way i will create drama so so that they won't leave me like so that's where this like the action is originated from this insecurity so yeah this is the scenario and if i acknowledge this if i acknowledge that i have a phobia i have a fear of like being alone and people letting me go like just acknowledging this will change a lot of things so and when you accept like when you acknowledge your yeah I, i don't know why i use accept but yeah accept and acknowledge are like two different things i'm so sorry so yeah just by acknowledging our insecurities would be so liberating and that will make you be okay with being you when you acknowledge it so yeah as november whiskey says uh, that was the hardest thing for him to overcome and this was the hardest thing for me to overcome too so in the past i didn't uh, like i didn't like the mistakes that i did so i wasn't happy with who i was so basically what i did was i wanted to change myself and i pursued a lot of things in like to to create a different narrative about myself and um, so yeah like when i when i moved towards change when i when i tried to progress i tried to believe that i'm not the same person anymore and i kept saying that to myself that you know what you're not the same person anymore you're this different person you learned from your mistakes you know what like you're changed now you're so different and um, so until recently i i didn't actually look back like i was just moving forward 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 and uh, for some weird reason i wanted to believe that i'm not the same person anymore so that's the reason why i kept saying that to myself and i always looked for stuff that would validate that like i would always look for situations instances and the things that i was doing as a validation that i was changing i'm not the same person anymore i'm better and uh, recently i was like i'm not going to do this anymore i don't need validation i don't have to keep uh, telling myself that i'm better and i'm changed so so that's when i actually looked back on all the mistakes that i did which i was ashamed of and from which i was running away in the narrative of being better that i've changed and uh, i said okay i did all those mistakes 
so usually we don't admit our mistakes right like we tend to create a justification of why we did that we always tend to create a narrative of like why we did what we did so i also create a narrative to because i have to live by like, like live by myself for myself right like i have to live with me so i have to create a narrative which is positive so that i will have hope uh so yeah i created a narrative where it's usually uh the reason why i did the like, like the mistakes what i did and uh, so yeah recently i looked back i was like you know what i could have dealt situation better and i i accepted all the mistakes that i did i was like yes i like what i did was not right there could have been a better situation like, like there could have been a better way i could have handled the situation and uh, yes i have learned from that mistake and i know and i don't need validation so basically i needed validation for my progress because i was insecure i didn't want to be the same person so i was running so far i repelled i i i repelled from who i was like like very much so that's why i never uh did all the things that my past self would do so i was running away from my past self so much and now i don't run away <laughs> because yeah like even though it was uh in the past that was still me i was stupid and i'm glad i did all the mistakes that i did because i learned and now yes just not wanting validation in general is so good so let's say you put like you put stuff on social media and uh, for validation sometimes and that happens subconsciously so yeah like just not wanting that and basically like even your self validation like your like, like sometimes you validate your self worth i don't know whatever your formula is to validate your self worth but usually everybody has their own way of valuing themselves and validating themselves so yeah like whatever that is just breaking free from that and not uh wanting validation it's, it's the most like liberating thing ever so yeah uh this was the hardest thing for me to overcome too so yeah <laughs> uh let's let's move to the next response kirtana dot venkatesh says one sided friendship huh <laughs> one sided friendship uh basically this is what is my perception when i read this basically it's like when you are in a friendship and you are the only one putting a lot of effort in that friendship you feel that that's one sided friendship right and uh, so my response to this is uh everybody has their own definition of relationships everybody has their own definition of what love is everybody has their own definition of what friendship is so just because someone is not fitting in your definition of what you call friendship that doesn't mean that they don't feel affection or love or care so basically you are evaluating a physics paper from a math teacher perspective it's like those are two entirely different papers they're entirely different subjects 
similarly for each person let's say if i have a definition of how i show love for my friends i cannot expect my friends to do the same thing because they have their own way of like valuing friends and showing friendship right so basically yes sometimes you care someone more than they care for you and it's okay like you sometimes you don't get reciprocated with what you give and you have to be okay with that because you don't like you don't give out care and affection just because you're going to get that back right like you're doing it because you want to do it not because you want the other person to do the same thing for you and um, so yeah we have to be okay with that and uh, basically as time progresses you have to keep changing your definitions of what love is or what friendship is uh so uh initially my definition of friendship was that you have to like share your like deepest darkest things deepest that darkest things <laughs> yeah so yeah you have to share your uh, like yeah like the trauma and all of that like you talk you know you have to be there when your friend is going through shit let's say so and uh, if this is my definition and uh, if i have a friend who isn't sharing their uh, like problems let's say they're going through something and i go ask them if they're not sharing things with me that doesn't mean that they don't see me as their friend just because their actions don't comply with my definition of friendship that doesn't mean that they don't feel any form of relationship with me so basically the trauma might be too deep for them to share not everybody is comfortable with sharing the pain and uh, not everybody might be comfortable with talking their pain because of their past experiences so yeah <laughs> uh, like what they expect like what are you in their life is up to them what is that person in like to you in your life that's up to you so yeah <laughs> this is what uh, this, this this is my opinion so yeah let's move to the next response uh chalk apocalypse uh response self doubt and self loathing not feeling good enough all from school times this is the hardest thing chalk apocalypse had to overcome and uh, i kind of get this because uh, when you are growing up especially in school uh, that frames your psyche like that frames your uh, entire approach of like how you go through life or how you see yourself uh, and this self doubt and self loathing and not feeling good enough is also developed in childhood especially in school because that's when you're bullied right uh, let's say if you're fat and you're bullied because you're fat over a period of time like you have to figure out a way to justify what is happening right so then you start to believe okay maybe i am shitty like that's the reason why i'm getting bullied so yeah that's how a human being works right so when you're growing up let's say you're receiving shit let's say from your parents also they always keep yelling at you for getting low marks and they always keep uh, yelling that you're a stupid kid you're a stupid kid and if you don't see a way out you will 
you will tend to accept that you will accept that okay maybe i am a stupid kid like that's the reason they are yelling at me so even though you like let's say if you're a fat kid in school and you were bullied and then you like if that thing sits in your head even though you grow up and you lose weight when you look in the mirror you always see a fat kid so breaking free from the foundation on which your entire psychology is based upon that is very very hard so yeah i i like from what he says the not feeling good enough part i i relate to the most because in school you're not really good at all the subjects right like you score well in some subjects and you don't in all the subjects but school academic is is created in such a way that like you have to good you have to be good in everything because the average of all the marks will be your final result right let's say whatever you get of like for that academic year and let's say you like mathematics and or let's say you like sports like let's say you are a 190 like let's say you would score 99 out of 100 in sports but you're weak in math so you get 0 out of 100 like when you average it out like it's close to like pretty less and and also this example is the most shittiest example because you don't get graded for being good at sports and that's exactly my point so yeah and this would like when i was a kid i wasn't good in uh, academics like i wasn't scoring well but i always had a keen interest in mathematics and science like i i i loved biology and i loved mathematics even though i didn't score well in mathematics i loved how the subject was and uh, so over the period of time the way how the subject was taught made me lose interest in the subject and i started scoring less marks so now my marks will define if i'm smart or not according to my parents according to school according to the society and since i didn't get good marks since my my uh, my school gave rankings since i was never the top ranker since i was never good in academics i thought that i was stupid uh until i came to bachelor's in design until i did what i was interested in like i i i was scoring way higher marks in in my bachelor's while i was doing design in my college than i ever did in school so yeah until that, like that's when i realized that i was not bad in academics i was just bad in those subjects so yes that way even i also defined uh, i w- i always felt that even i was not good enough in academics so yeah like i understand this and uh, the other self doubt and self doubting would be a result of getting bullied or like some form of toxic toxicity from childhood so yeah i feel you chalk apocalypse uh shoe month says clouds of sadness it's hard to overcome uh you know what's interesting about this reply this response to the uh, to the question it's true like no matter how happy you are sometimes you just feel sad like you don't even know what for but you just feel sad and so basically then you start to find like, like you start looking for answers like why exactly are you sad uh so you might like you feel that 
one reason might be the reason why you're sad and sometimes you find like basically you tend to look for reason to justify your curious mindset like when you're finding for answer uh so yeah sometimes there is nothing you can do uh when you're sad like like clouds of sadness i love how he phrased the answer because clouds keep moving right like like right now it's dark outside i i see i see no sun but in a couple of minutes the clouds will pass and i can see the sun so this this ever passing bits of sadness would definitely be hard because you are trying to overcome it sometimes all you just have to do is just hang in there and for and wait for it to pass like there is nothing you can do in certain uh, situations because our human biology is so complex we have a lot of hormones and uh, a lot of hormones play a very vital role in how you how you feel your mood let's say you have low testosterone you tend to be more uh, sad you you tend to feel low libido and uh, is that how you pronounce that word libido libido okay whatever that is i hope you understand so yeah so a lot of hormones plays a very vital role so yeah i completely understand uh, why this is hard to overcome because we are trying to overcome it so yeah like you don't even know the crux of why you're feeling sad so let's say if you are sad because of a certain insecurity just acknowledging that you are insecure about will help you overcome that and there are this sometimes you find this weird like clouds of sadness which you don't even know why you're sad like basic mood swings uh yeah like just hanging in there or doing something that would release your dopamine other than watching porn um would <laughs> would be helpful i guess so yeah that's that's all i have to say for this lays lays against the machine what what a beautiful usernames people keep uh lays at the machine response a sensitivity sensitivity was hard for him to overcome probably he saying that he was uh, either he was extremely sensitive or extremely insensitive but I, like i don't know what he is uh, referring to here that was hard for him to overcome but uh, uh, what i can relate to from this was when i was a kid i was also very extremely sensitive like uh, <laughs> like if i would watch a beggar i would start crying like i would literally start crying so i was very very sensitive i was very very homesick uh, basically just a thought of me moving out of my house to go to college would make me super sad like this was way way back like when i was a kid small kid so basically when you are sensitive right like let's say when you <laughs> tend to like, like let's say if things trigger and you get sad when you're extremely sensitive you don't tend to look at a situation objectively like you cannot your feelings will get in the way you cannot logically think uh, so yeah that would make your uh, especially professional decisions it would be like it be hard uh, let's say sometimes you have to uh, like to give a random example let's say you started a company with one of your friend who you know from very long and uh, that person is not at all working 
like not at all not at all working but he's just taking money let's say you're a boss in your company you have to fire him like <laughs> because he's he's is being a liability for the company and probably for whatever money that you're giving him if you bring someone else probably they would do twice as much as work so yeah if you are being sensitive here then it's going to affect your business so yeah i th- like it was hard for me also to overcome that sensitivity part like i was uh, even at the start of college right like any time anyone would be sad i always took it upon myself to make them feel better until i realized that sometimes there is nothing you can do uh for them to feel better like everybody has their battles right you can just try to make them feel better but uh what mistake that i did was i somehow took it upon myself to make them feel better like as if i owe this to the universe or to the old uh world did i just say old for world yeah fuck it uh when you're talking a lot right sometimes you just flip the words like <laughs> that's exactly what happened right now so coming back to what i was talking what was i talking again oh yeah sensitivity so yeah and i had to uh, make my heart hard and see things objectively sometimes people don't need you around then you just have to leave <laughs> yeah like let's say if someone is feeling bad and you trying to make them feel better is worsening it then you have to leave to there like yeah you have to leave the place sometimes you just have to leave people alone uh so yeah not being sensitive will help you be logical there is difference between sensitive sympathy and empathetic uh being empathetic and empathy so just because i ask you guys not to be sensitive that doesn't mean that you shouldn't empathize with people that doesn't mean you need to be mean to people so yeah just to be clear uh and also like ca- coming back to what i was talking initial part of the podcast about like we all have become so sensitive to other opinions especially the opposite opinions let's say the people talk about feminism and people talk about like people support some people and people hate some people i don't know if you guys know who jordan b peterson is so he's a psychologist he's a professor and lot of people hate his guts and his opinions i mean why do you have to hate someone for having a certain opinion that is what is wrong with our entire world right now like we are judging someone's character by the opinions that they have and opinions change so yeah in that aspect also i think that when he says sensitivity we all collectively as a society are becoming more and more sensitive and more and more impulsive with how we react to other opinions so yes now let's move to another response rudra raval truth exclamation sometimes really easy and sometimes really tough the hardest thing that this guy had to overcome was truth like sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's hard like sometimes we have to accept what the truth is and i completely agree with this dude because in any situation right let's say i fought with my sister and um, in my perspective i am right and in her perspective she is right 
so it's like people create narratives that tend to make themselves feel better because i am an external entity and my sister has to live with herself and i have to live with me right i have to live with myself and whatever i do so we create narratives that would make ourselves feel better even terrorists don't feel that what they're doing is wrong they feel what they're doing is right they feel they're doing what, like the right thing if terrorists don't feel what they're doing is wrong how would you expect like me and you to feel whatever we are doing is wrong uh because we always create narratives like i'm saying i'm mentioning this point and again and again because this happens very subconscious like let's say if shit goes sideways your brain would subconsciously start creating narratives around it in a way that would be centered with what you did was right so yeah like be keeping that the base you find things to justify that and uh, just stopping the narrative and looking from other person's perspective like understanding their narrative and what a situation from their perspective so that's when you can try to extract the truth right like where you can find a middle ground between what the person let's say me and my sister fought like i have reacted a certain way because this is how i felt and i feel this is like this that's why i am right and my sister reacted a certain way and she feels she is right if i try to understand what her perspective is if i try to explain her what my perspective was probably that's the truth right like truth is very very subjective to to me in my perspective this is the truth to her the how she she has her own truth depending on her narrative so when you discuss out opposite opinions when you discuss out other things that's when like that middle ground could be the truth you both can agree upon so yeah uh, in order to find the truth we have to overcome the barrier of narratives uh so yes that's my opinion and uh, uh let's move to the next response it's by h underscore shravani underscore ready say it's that person i loved will never be in my life so we we went we went full emo uh, now so uh, h underscore shravani underscore ready feels that knowing that the person she loved will not be in her life was the hardest thing for her to overcome uh love is different i don't know if she's uh, mentioning uh, her parents or her relatives or friends or actual romantic love uh, but yes sometimes people you love will not love you back and sometimes people you want in your life will not be in your life and yeah that's just the way it is and we have to accept it there is no way around it uh and now especially with love right a lot of people use this terminology like oh baby i belong to you like you belong to me you nobody belongs to nobody like we all are our individual selves and we belong to the nature like i think that's the core of the problem like that's where the possessiveness also comes from uh so basically uh people feel that the other person belong to them and uh yeah like 
so she feels bad for her loved one not being in her life what if the person that you love is happy in someone else's life like having someone else as her love or his love would that make you happy it should make you happy if you have loved that person i know for sure it will make anybody sad but there should also be a pinch of happiness with the sadness so this is like like even my definition of love has changed over the period of time and um like right now my definition of love is basically freedom and uh, giving the other person freedom to do what they love so if they love someone else and if they would be happy with being that person who is not me and i love this person then i would let this person go this is my definition and uh, so yeah we got a real emo here for a second but uh, i feel you uh, h underscore shravani underscore ready uh, yes that shit sucks when you like someone who doesn't like you back or when you like someone who's not in your life not being in your life i i don't know what to make out of that statement from what she says but this is my assumption so yes holy smokes this has been the longest to solo episode ever so thank you so much guys for listening and coming so far uh if you like this podcast then you can follow on audio streaming platforms spotify jio savan and gana you can also find me on youtube if you want to look at me then you can you should go there <laughs> you should go there come to youtube look at my face and uh, if you want to be a part of this podcast if you want to answer to my questions then make sure you follow at asankarshan joshi trip on instagram hope you guys have fun i will be back soon so yes asankarshan joshi trip <laughs>